Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I want to welcome you to Calvary Live. And this is the program where you get to listen uh, in and uh, you, the listener, get to call in and ask your questions about the Bible or about Christian living. Maybe you see some of the events that are going on around us in this world and in our culture. You'd like to know how is it that we respond to those things uh, as a Christian. And so I'd love to take you to the Word of God any way that I can to give you clarity and understanding uh, on your questions uh, as you do your Bible reading or as uh, you desire to live for the Lord. And so give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We have open lines, and this really is your show, you the listener, as I welcome all the Grace FM listeners in Colorado and Wyoming, all along the front range from Pueblo up through the Denver area and up to Cheyenne, Laramie, Wyoming. We want to welcome you on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. And then also I want to give a a warm welcome to you on the East Coast that are listening on Hope FM and also Truth FM. You can call it that number, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines and let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God together. And also, I'd love to hear your prayer requests. We are here to pray with you, to minister to you in that way. And I'm sure that those of you who are listening, that you have prayer requests and you have prayer needs. Let's go to the throne of grace, as Hebrews chapter 4 declares to us, that we can come boldly because of what Jesus Christ has done for us and dying for our sins, rising from the grave, given us uh, access to the Father, to the throne of grace, to receive grace and mercy, and the Lord desires for us to, to do that. And so let's, let's um, uh, go to the Lord in every way that we can t- uh, this afternoon. There's a second way for you to be able to uh, ask questions or give prayer requests, and that is a text line. It is for texting only. No one will answer this line. Uh, but you can text in a question, and if you can make the question, if you do have one, as brief as possible so I can read it and try to answer it as best that I can. But that would be helpful, and that number is 720-336-0897. Again, the text line for you to text in a question or to be able to give a prayer request is 720-336-0897. And as we have time in this next hour to, to fill in, we will do that with the text questions. And uh, sometimes people uh, give great questions and uh, have some uh, really some uh, some needs and prayer requests. So we'll take a look at that. But give me a call, you the listener, 303-690-3000. While we're waiting for the phone lines uh, to ring, uh, I do want to uh, read from uh, Romans chapter 13. I was thinking about this text 
this afternoon as we see all the events that are taking place around us in this world, and particularly what has taken place in the Middle East. Uh, on New Year's Eve, I did a prophecy update here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, and by the way, uh, I'll reintroduce myself. I am Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. I'm your host for today. And on New Year's Eve, we did a prophecy update from Ezekiel 38 and 39, and that was just a little over three months ago. And as we looked at that prophecy that Ezekiel gave 2,500 years ago concerning uh, a battle that's going to take place in the last days, it's specifically told to us uh, that it will take place in the latter days. It has not happened historically. And as we look at that um, chapter, chapter 38, uh, the stage uh, that we see today is being set for Ezekiel 38 to take place. We don't know exactly when it's going to happen, uh, but it's it's so incredible to read the newspapers, um, to look at what's taking place right before our very eyes, and it's coming uh, together just as Ezekiel prophesied 2,500 years ago with this confederation of nations led by Russia and by Iran and by Turkey that will uh, have a uh, and uh, a large invasion into Israel, as God will put a hook in their jaws as we read from the prophet Ezekiel and bring them to uh the mountains of Israel, uh, they will come from the far north, and we see the stage being set. It's absolutely incredible. So if you have never uh, really studied those two chapters, I would encourage you to get on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, and uh, you can go to the teachings, and you can download those teachings on New Year's Eve. Um, A Noise from the North is what the first teaching is entitled from Ezekiel 38, and then A Nation Not Mentioned is on January the 7th, the next week, part two, and kind of take a look at that. But tomorrow night, I want to invite you, those of you who are listening up here in northern Colorado, that we're in the book of Isaiah, and uh, what we're going to do is uh, so many significant things have happened in the last few days, in the last couple weeks, there in the Middle East and in Syria with Iran and Turkey and and uh, Russia and uh, with Israel, uh, that we're going to give a little update tomorrow. And uh, as it's in Romans chapter 13, I was thinking about all this, just putting the teaching together and and uh, kind of researching some of those things. But Paul would write and do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand, Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry or drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its, its lust. So what my prayer is, is that we would understand that we're to be the wise and faithful servants that's looking for our master's return and knowing that we are rushing towards the return of the Lord. We don't know exactly when the Lord's going to come for us, uh, but we do know the times and seasons that we are in. And so it's exciting. It's exciting times for us as Christians, and we don't want to be carried away, even as Jesus would say concerning these times, that we are to take heed to ourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly. So we want to be ones that uh, we are uh, are really um, 
understanding that these things are going to come to pass, just as the Bible said, the Lord's going to come back, and we are in the last days, and that our salvation is nearer than when we first believe. And so it's so glorious. So, hey, give me a call, 303-690-3000. Let's talk about those things. But let's go to Sharon in Maryland. Sharon? Oh, yes, hello. How are you? Good. How are you today? Okay, thank you. Um, my question is to you is, uh, did God leave heaven to be born of Mary and become Jesus? Well, here's it's called the Incarnation, um, and what we have is Jesus is the second person of the Trinity uh, that came to this world, became flesh. And so as you read in John's uh, Gospel, he uh, starts out his Gospel by uh, just talking about that very thing. He says, "...in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God," speaking of Jesus. And then in verse 14 of John chapter 1, and the Word, speaking of Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and he beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is God, the second person of the Trinity, and the incarnation, uh, Jesus, born of the Virgin Mary, came to this world to die for sinful humanity. Okay, Does so that God, help was you? Still, God was still in heaven when Jesus was born then, right? Yeah, and you know that Jesus would pray to the Father, yeah. Right, Here, right. Here's, the okay. th- here's the thing, Sharon, we can't fully understand it. There's, there's not three gods. Um, there's one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not a force. But Jesus, the Son, would come to this world, um, again, the incarnation of Jesus. He, he, there are those who will come along and say, well, Jesus was created. The Bible's very clear that Jesus is the creator and that he existed from all eternity past. He was with the Father. That's what John 1, 1 says, that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things okay. were made through him, and without him nothing was, was made that was made. So we see in John's Gospel, when you read it, Sharon, that Jesus makes those claims of deities. And, and the religious leaders knew that. And at one time they were going to stone him. And Jesus said, for what works do you stone me? And, he's, and they said, not for any works, but you being a man claimed to be God. So they knew exactly that Jesus was claiming to be God as Jesus would give that declaration of deity that before Abraham was, I am. And they would think back to Moses in the burning bush when Moses asked God, what is your name? And God said, I am that I am. Tell them that Uh I am sent. And then Jesus comes along and says, I am the I am. So, Uh yes, Jesus Jesus is God in human flesh. Okay, but God was still there, though, right? When when Jesus was born and Mary, God was still there in heaven, right? Yeah, God the Father was okay. still there. You read the prayers, and again, it's it's a concept that we can't fully fully understand the Trinity. And there, you know, people will call and say, "Can you explain the Trinity?" And I do my very best. But just to remember that the Bible teaches that there's one God, not three gods, but there's right. one God in three persons: Father, Son, Some, and Holy Spirit. Someone explained it to me almost like an egg. Yeah, you know the. Yeah. Yeah, the shell, the outside, the white, and then the yolk, it's all one. Um, There's different ways. Um, But, you know, we have 
finite mind, Sharon, and mind is pretty finite. Um, and trying to understand an infinite God. And um, so we take what the Word of God has to say, and um, it's, it's, you know, it's incredible. One God in three yeah. persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that's and that's an important doctrine, Sharon, as well. Oh. Understand. Oh yeah. Because yeah, I'm because trying to understand that. I know it's very important. And the reason yeah. that I say that is because there are those who will come along the cults and they will deny the deity of Jesus. And what uh-huh. they will say is that Jesus is a created being. And uh-huh. and so whenever you hear that, your ears should go up and um mm-hmm. and that's a false doctrine. Whenever you hear somebody trying to take the divinity and deity away from Jesus Christ, he is, yes. you know, second person of the Godhead Trinity. Right. Yes. Well, I appreciate so, you explaining it to me. Hey. I have a, a little funny to tell you. Um, okay. Do you know why God, God didn't give Cain the blessing? Because he wasn't able. Uh, all right well thank you and god bless you hey sharon thanks for calling in appreciate it and it was a good question that you asked all right you You have a good evening sharon all right when somebody hangs up that means there's an open line so um let's uh continue those lines ringing 303-690-3000 let's go to benny in fountain benny hello brother how are you Good. How are you doing, Benny? I'm fine, sir. Um, I'm I'm looking at my Bible here on Matthew six nine through thirteen, the Lord's Prayer, and I'm trying to explain to some of my my family members about um, the heaven will be here on earth. Um, it's Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I'm explaining. There's three heavens. Um, but um, I, I, I just need to know a little bit more insight on that. Um, they don't believe me that the, that the, the God that our heavenly Father will bring heaven down to earth and will reign here a thousand years, not in heaven, but here heaven on earth. And then at the end, another question, just real quick, at the end of that, uh, the Lord's prayer, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So they're thinking that um, that God is 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 God is uh, tempting them. Um, I'm trying to explain to them that God, God created evil. Um, it became evil. He didn't intend it to be evil, but evil was there. He knew it was going to be there, and therefore um, they're thinking that God is tempting us to be evil. And no, we're just given the right choice. We're given the decision right from wrong is all. And, and, and right. that's why I just need a little clarification with that. You know, I think you're doing a good job with it, um, Benny. I really do. Um, you know, in that prayer— First of all, your first question in the Lord's Prayer, that, um, you know, um, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and uh, let me turn there to Matthew so I can get where you were reading from, Matthew chapter 6. But we do know that the kingdom of God is going to be established here on this earth. Um, there are those who, um, all that believe it's not going to be established, that it's not going to take place, but even Jesus in that Lord's Prayer tells us that um, what's going to happen is, as we look at this in, in the Lord's Prayer, is that um, that um, uh, he says, uh, when you pray, pray like this, um, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's kind of two parts to that. And the part is that um, God's kingdom is going to come to this earth. That's seen all throughout the Scriptures, isn't it? 
So um, your kingdom come. And I think for Christians, that really should be our prayer. Is Shouldn't it be, Benny? Um, it is for me. I can't wait for the kingdom of God to come. And oh, yes. So, what you, so you, yeah, and what we're doing on Wednesday nights, Benny, is we're going through the book of Isaiah, and Isaiah has chapters and many verses concerning the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. We're only up to chapter 28. There's 66 chapters in that book, and we've seen many verses and even whole chapters that speak of the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that Isaiah writes when he has these visions at the beginning of the book, he says, these things will come to pass. And this is certain. But you might show them, you know, um, Revelation chapter 20, when it speaks about the millennium reign of Jesus Christ, and, and that for a thousand years, that literally it's going to happen. And those verses, for example, in the book of Isaiah, I mean, it's all over Isaiah, um, how he writes about, um, you know, the millennium reign and um, that Jesus Christ is going to come, and he's going to establish uh, his kingdom. Uh, you see it all the way from the beginning in chapter 4. Uh, you see it um, in, you know, in a lot of the chapters there of Isaiah. You can go through it and pick out those verses. Uh, you see it in chapter 9. You see it all the way through Isaiah. So that might help out as you talk to them about uh, the reign of Christ. Now, the second part of your question is, um, in that prayer, is that, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And some people take it to be that God leads us into temptation. Well, James comes along, and James says in his epistle that uh, God doesn't tempt us to sin. Um, but uh, we know that Satan is the one that tempts us. He's the one that tempts us to, to, to sin. Now, there's a testing that comes from the Lord, even as in the book of Genesis chapter 22, that he said to Abraham, as he tested Abraham, and said, Abraham, take my son, my only son, Isaac. But God doesn't tempt us to sin. Uh, he makes a way of escape for us, as Paul writes in the book of, of, um, of uh, to the Colossian believers, or to the Corinthians believers. Uh, but uh, he doesn't tempt us to sin. Uh, he he there's testing that comes into our lives, whether we're going to choose to sin or not. And um, so James Kinson explains that. Uh, and um, I'm trying to find exactly, it's not a long uh, epistle, but he writes that in, in his epistle that, you know, God doesn't tempt us to sin. Um, yeah, that's what I was trying to tell him. You know, he wouldn't do that. Um, and they're saying, well, he created the devil. I said, well, he never intended the devil to do that. Right. Um, he, brought all that he brought all that on us. And um, and now we're just picking up the pieces. Now we, I mean, he, he, we give we, we have the choice to sin or not to sin, and so and 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 we have he, um, the temptation is there from the devil, not from the heavenly Father. Um, but we have our our choice to follow the heavenly Father, and not the ugly one. So yeah, and you know you're right, exactly. And um, you know people say that God create evil. You know, when he made, when you go back to Genesis, in the creation, when he was done, what did he say? He said, uh, it's all good. And then he made man, and he said, it's very good. Um, and and when he made woman. But man chose to sin, and that's when evil came. And, of course, Lucifer was a, a beautiful, um, you know, angel, a worship leader, as Ezekiel tells us, in the garden, 
and uh, and um, you know he rebelled against God and fell and became um, you know Lucifer fell and became Satan. So um, he didn't create Satan. Lucifer rebelled in heaven and became Satan, the devil. So I think you're on good good path there. What you're uh, explaining and just keep giving those verses, you know, and having them learn the scriptures, and then over time, hopefully, it'll start clicking. Awesome, my brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate you hey. so much, and, and many blessings to you and all the listeners. You bet. Thanks, Benny. Thanks for calling from yep. Fountain. You know, I I went to high school down in that area. And uh, so I'm very familiar. I always love it when you guys call from down in Fountain, Whitefield Security Area. Fountain is a beautiful place to live. There's so many friendly people. It don't matter race or ethnic background. Um, it's just a beautiful place to live. Yeah, God bless you. I'm glad you guys are listening yep. down there. Yes, sir. God bless you, sir. You have a great day. All right. We'll see you. you too. Thanks for calling. All right. Let's go to Tiffany in Denver. Hey, Tiffany? How are you, Tiffany? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. What can we do for you today? Uh, well, I just wanted prayers for uh, my family, just that God would start shining His light and bring His truth, um, His truth out um, in my family, and also prayers that my two children would be restored to me. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, as Tiffany calls, she calls in uh, with a heart for her family. Lord, that you would shine your truth on them. And Lord, that you would open up their eyes, that you would soften their hearts, that you would help them to see that you sent your son because of your love for them, that Jesus went to the cross because of his love for them and died for their sins and rose from the grave. And Lord, I pray that the gospel would touch their hearts and that they would receive it. Lord, I pray that you would draw them to yourself in every way. And Tiffany is praying that her two children would be restored to her. So, Lord, you know the situation. You know everything about it. But, Lord, as a mother grieves for her children, I just pray that you would work in a way that, Lord, um, you show yourself strong on her behalf, for behalf of her children. And, Lord, that Tiffany would see you working in glorious ways, that she would just live in your love, grow in your word, and Lord, and and uh, that she would rest in your promises for her. So, Lord, I just lift her up to you in these prayer requests. In Jesus' name, amen. Tiffany? Okay, Tiffany. Tiffany, we're going to keep praying for you and appreciate you calling. Well, we have open lines, 303-690-3000. This is Jeff Figs. And I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley and uh, doing Calvary Live this afternoon. And we're going to continue with their phone calls. Vicki from Aurora. Vicki? Hi, how are you? I'm good, Vicki. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, I just have a question. I was raised Jehovah's Witness. Um, I, I am no longer a witness. My mom still is. And, of course, she's angry because... Um, I decided to go a different route, and we argue a lot. One of the main things that we're, what we're arguing about right now, which I try not to argue, but she's trying to convince me that Jesus was still here on earth in 1914. And I said, Mom, you need to prove that one to me. So I just need 
scripture that I can go to and read, so when she does bring this up, I know what I'm talking about. Right, and and that's something that the Jehovah Witnesses do believe. They believe the second coming of Jesus was an invisible spiritual presence that began in 1914. Um, We know that that is false uh, very easily, as we know that Jesus, the words himself, when he spoke in in the Gospels, that, for example, in Matthew chapter 24, uh, when the Olivet Discourse, and the Olivet Discourse is the second longest teaching of Jesus in the Gospels, uh, next to the Sermon on the Mount. And the disciples, um, Vicki, were asking him about, you know, Jesus had just said the temple's going to be destroyed there in Jerusalem. And it was a magnificent temple, and they equated the temple being destroyed, it's got to be the end of the world. So they asked him, when are these things going to happen? That is the destruction of the temple, where not one stone will be left upon another. And what are the signs of your coming? And and asked him specifically about his second coming. So Jesus begins to talk about all that. And, and he says this in Matthew chapter 24, verse 26. He says this, Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, that is speaking of, of Jesus, of Messiah, that if he's in the desert, do not go out there or look, or he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So Jesus says that he's going to come in great power and glory. He says that in Luke's narrative, chapter 21. So make no mistake about it. Jesus says that it's not going to be in secret. It's not going to be, you know, only especially elect are going to know. He says that every eye is going to see and we see that consistently, not only in what Jesus says, but also in what is written in the New Testament as well, that he's going to come in great power and great glory. Every eye is going to see him. It's going to be like lightning flashing from the east to the west. It is not going to be in secret. And so how anybody can come along, and Jehovah Witnesses aren't the only groups that say that. There are other groups that come along and say, well, Jesus Christ came in this way or came secretly, and usually the reason that they say that is because one of their leaders came out with a prophecy prophesying when Jesus Christ is going to come back, when he said no one knows the day or the hour of the return of the Lord. And um, and so to cover up that false prophecy, uh, what they do is they say, well, he came secretly. Um, that seems to be a, um, a common trend with those uh, that cover up false teaching and uh, false prophecy, but it, he makes it very clear. In the second coming of Jesus Christ, you know, uh, Vicky, um, it is going to be no mistake. He's going to come in great power and glory, and um, and everyone will see him. It says all the tribes of the earth, as he continues here in verse 30 of Matthew 24, uh, will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. I don't know how clear you you can make that. <laughs> so, if I'm going to believe somebody, you know that um, that comes along with a f- false teaching or Jesus' words, of course we're going to pick Jesus' words and always test the spirits. And here's the thing that, to tell um, your family members or your mom: 
that everything needs to be tested by the Word of God. And that's what John says, test the spirits to see if they are of God. And the way that you test it is through the final authority of the Word of God. And and the Word of God dismisses that, that 1914 of, uh, appearing of Jesus. So do they believe that 1914 was a second coming, or do they believe he was still here and hadn't left the earth well, yet? They they believe that he appeared. What I understand and what I've read on it is that they appeared kind of a spiritual appearing of Jesus. It's, to me, it's a way of see, saying that he came secretly, or it's only known to a few people. Um, when the Bible is very clear, make no mistake, um, everyone is going to see, every eye will see Jesus coming back to Son of Man in great power and glory. All right? Right, right absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Hey, Thanks. we're going to break. Thanks, Vicki, Thank for calling in. Good question. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, give us a call. We got open lines, 303-690-3000. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I am Jeff Figgs. I am the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado in Weld County here, and always a you know, tremendous blessing for me and a privilege to be with you, uh, to be on the program, to be a part of Calvary Live. So I'd love to talk to you as, as you call in with questions or praise report or, or prayer requests. The number to call is 303-690-3000. I want to tell you once again, as we have time in the show, we will go to our text line. That is 720-336-0897. You can ask your questions on the text line or give a prayer request, and I'd love to uh, just continue and, um, on the show to, to fill in that time that we have for the text lines. So go ahead and text in a question. One of the things I wanted to emphasize was uh, get your uh, Grace FM app on um, your smartphones, and it's on there, and you can listen uh, to the programming wherever you are in the United States. We get calls not only from the East Coast on Truth FM and uh, Hope FM, as, long, as well as Grace FM listeners here in Colorado, but uh, anywhere in the country. If you have that app, you can listen to a wonderful uh, just uh, radio station that has tremendous uh, Bible teachers, and uh, it, it's such a blessing to my life personally, and uh, love uh, hearing the Bible teaching. Um, so get that app on your phone. Let's continue with phone calls. Let's go to Brittany in Colorado Springs. Brittany? Brittany? How are you? are yeah, on hi. Calvary Live. How are you? Hi, hi, Jeff. I'm good. I, I just was I just wanted to give praise to the Lord. I mean, yesterday I was going to cry into tears. I was going to call yesterday and ask for prayer because I just felt just so horrible. I deal with mm-hmm. mental illness. I don't know. I've, I've been on this phone before, and I've been asked for okay. prayers for OCD. And I just wanted to just say that, you know, the only... Only weapon is the Word of God, and I'm tra- I'm memorizing right. it now, and and it's giving me comfort, and it's really helping me whenever the thoughts come. I just say what I'm memorizing, and 
God's really helping me, so I just wanted to really encourage the mental illness people, because it's hard. I know what it, it is, is, and I just was, I thought I was doomed yesterday. It was horrible, because I've been yeah. spiritually attacked for three weeks, and just, but God yeah. is bigger. And we've yeah, he that. is, God Brittany. Is everything. Yeah, God's and we're going to praise God, God and, and yeah. I want to pray for you. You know, Brittany, you're on the right track, and you know, it's the battle is in the mind a lot of times. And, oh, yeah. and the Bible talks about renewing our minds. But yep. the other side of the spectrum is we have Satan, who's the accuser, the brethren, who accuses us day and night. And he is relentless with his lies oh, and accusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mean. And um, so, you know, we need to be washed with the water of the word. We need to renew mm-hmm. our minds that as Paul writes to the Romans, that we may know what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. So, you know, I praise God that he's ministering to you and helping you, and he's our comfort. He's everything that we need. And, Father, I yep. just pray for Brittany. I thank you for my sister. Um, just uh, listening to her, um, Lord, you know everything about her. You love her so much. And I pray that you continue to... to Fill our heart and mind with your word because it is a battle. And there, for some, we just battle more at times or certain days that really brings us down. And we end up being bombarded by the world and Satan, who's the accuser of the brethren. And um, it, it, it can be so difficult. So I thank you that you strengthened Brittany. Even yesterday, she seemed hopeless. Uh, and I know that she's not the only one out there listening that feels that way. There may be somebody right now that feels like it's hopeless, but I pray that they would know, just as Brittany has, has found out, and she's thanking the Lord today for it, that, Lord, you are our hope, and your word is there to bring instruction and to bring um, comfort and to bring wisdom in every way. And, Lord, it is truth. And, Lord, I pray for Brittany and for all of us that are listening, because we all go through it to some degree or another, that we would rest in your word and promises and your love. And, Lord, strengthen us how we need you every day, even as I think of the song we sang on Sunday, that I need you every hour, Lord, every hour, oh, yeah. every minute. That's my favorite. So, That's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. So, Lord, I just... I just pray you bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank Brittany, so thanks, thanks for calling. Keep in touch, okay? Yeah. I just, I just, right. it's so awesome that, you know, I, you know, I just was, I wanted to fight my own way. And yeah. I was like, uh-uh, that's not happening. <laughs> so I'm just, I know. word of God. I can't even think straight. I can't even think without God. I can't even, I can't even eat without God. <laughs> I need his strength <laughs> and everything, <laughs> you know? So I'm learning it, it, that. It's true. And, you know, people say, oh, you Christians, you know, you're so weak and you're, you it's just great. need a crutch. Yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. I am weak. Uh, I need him <laughs> yeah. every hour. Oh, yeah. And, and because every the, second. Every second, exactly. So, you know, keep in touch with us. Keep listening to Grace FM. Keep Lord. taking in the word. And it's so Thank glorious. You Thank you for that Thank encouragement. You, prayer. Yes, you bet. Of course. All Jesus. All God bless oh, you, Jesus. Pastor. You too. God bless you. Bye-bye. Love it when people call. And, you know, we need the Lord. We need the Word of God. Um, uh, you know, so so many of us, you know, I think all of us to one degree or another, we go through those times where 
the world beats up on us and and Satan does and so important that we be washed with the water of the word that we renew our minds with the word of God that we have the mind of Christ as Paul would write in the book of Philippians and just keep taking in the word of God because it's alive and powerful as Hebrews 4 says uh, and it touches our hearts and it strengthens us you know it reminds me of of in John chapter 6, when, when Jesus was talking about he's the bread of life, and that's what you need. You need the bread of life, and as you believe in me, you'll never hunger and thirst again. And, and then G- as he was talking about to have fellowship with him, the people began to leave, and Jesus turned to his disciples and said, do you want to go with them? And Peter said something so profound. He said, where would we go? For you have the words of eternal life. And he does. So keep taking in the word, the words of Jesus, just as Brittany has been describing. And I agree with her that I need him every second, every minute, every day. And I'm not uh, afraid to admit that. At me as, uh, in this world, I just want to to keep my eyes on him and my focus on him. And so I hope that's an encouragement to you. But let's continue with the phone lines. Let's go to Jerry in Littleton. Jerry? Okay, Jerry, I don't know. We were getting a lot of feedback there and stuff. You might want to try again. You had a question on the second uh, coming. And um, so if you can try to call back. But let's go ahead and go to Curtis in Iowa. Curtis. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How you doing today? How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, hey, I'm hey, doing great. We're, I had we're a in Iowa. With the guy that I'm witnessing to, and okay. uh, about evolution and creation, and he's got a million questions. And I said, "Well, so does everybody else on that." You know, I said, "But uh, if you would go yeah, to uh, Ken Ham's website, you know, Answers right. in Genesis, so you can get a lot more uh, detailed." Uh, things about that, but he was asking me the question, who was the first person to enter heaven? So I didn't know if you'd be able to, if there's a distinct <laughs> answer in the Bible that states that, and I, so I didn't know if, if you knew that or not. Well, you know, it probably, you know, Adam was the first man, and it's recorded um, when he died, but, you know, to be honest with you, I'd have to go back and just look at the the chronological deaths, because some of these guys lived to be 700, 800, 900 years old. So yeah. right off the cuff, I'm thinking Adam um, was the first one. And, of course, then you have the whole thing about, you know, um, Luke chapter 16, that they went to um, to Hades, to that chamber in the middle of the earth that was paradise. And then they that was a holding chamber until Jesus Christ came and died for our sins once and for all. And then as Ephesians says, before he ascended, he first descended, leading captivity captive, giving gifts to men. But that's where he would then, after Jesus presented his blood in the heavenly tabernacle and died for his sins once and for all, that that chamber is empty. So that's when they went to heaven. And now to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. But the simplicity of your question, you know, being who was the first one to go to paradise, um, probably Adam, but, you know, you'd really have to do kind of a study on that. Um, what about and, Abel? Uh, yeah, Abel. He died before that, as far as we yeah. know. So, yeah, so you're course, thinking. The Bible you're thinking doesn't ahead really of me. specifically state it either, um, right. but it, 
it says that uh, Adam and Eve both had um, others' sons and daughters. So, but it doesn't really right. distinctively say if they had children prior to Cain and Abel, does it? Well, it sounds like it was they were the first. Um, I I have acquired a man from the Lord when uh, Adam knew Eve's wife, conceived and bore Cain, and then she bore again this time Abel. And then it seems like to me, if I remember reading, that then there were others that were born to uh, Adam and Eve. So it seems like uh, Cain and Abel were the ones that were born first. Um, but were um, first. That seems, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you have the death in chapter four of, um, you know, Cain killed Abel. And uh, so was that before the death of Adam? We don't know exactly. Yeah. Uh, because doesn't Adam kind of disappear after chapter four? Four, verse 1, we don't really hear of him. Maybe his death is recorded um, there, but yeah, it's a study. Um, and and then we have the genealogies of Cain and all of them. So yeah, good question. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. It was, it was really you're... neat to hear that from a guy who's not a Christian, but he's been um, asking a lot of questions, you know, about he's, he's an evolutionist, so he's been asking a lot of questions, and I said, "Well, I'm. I thank you for, you know, trusting me uh, to be able to to answer Amen. these questions for you, you know, and asking a lot of questions about the Bible." So I said, "But I don't have the answers." Good. I said, "I know who I can call to yeah. get answers about this, you know." So it's it's always really well, neat. You, to, you know, it's an opportunity to witness to people. It and, is. And it is a great opportunity. And Curtis, one of the things you you gave a very good resource of answers in Genesis because you can get online, and I'm sure these questions that you're asking me that you can probably get in detail from answers in Genesis, and is a very uh-huh. good resource from very smart people, scientists, and uh, that's the problem. Some people think that to believe in creation that you have to assassinate your brain, and you don't. Um, creation science is very good science. And uh makes more sense to me, because I went to CSU, Colorado State University, in a science field and graduated in forestry where there's a lot of evolution. And I remember thinking about all that, that it doesn't make sense. And um, so very good resource. You're, you're right on in, in ministering to him and keep doing it. So I'd uh, love yeah. to hear that. Yeah. All right. So can I pray for I you, have- Curtis? I had a few oh, more did, questions, but I'm going to save that sure. for another day so other callers can get through. But I appreciate that, uh, you know, the answers that you've given me for today. Okay, so Curtis, where in Iowa are you calling from? Um, I'm calling from about the Des Moines, east of Des Moines area. Okay, yeah. Know some people in Iowa. So it's great that you're listening and um, getting a call from Iowa. Keep ministering. And let me pray with you before you leave. Father, I just pray thank for you. Curtis. I thank you for his call, his encouragement. Lord, um, he's growing in the Word. He's taking time to minister to somebody. I thank you that you've put Curtis into that person's life to talk to them about creation and God's Word and how he created us. And uh, so, Lord, I just pray that uh, the friend that he's talking to, you'd open up his heart, that you'd... Um, open his eyes spiritually to receive the Word of God and to know that there's a God who made this world and made him and loves him so much that he sent his son to die for him and has a plan for him. So, Lord, be with Curtis. Bless him in every way. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you, sir. Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Curtis. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. You bet. You bet. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. One of the things that we're doing uh, here in Greeley is for our Vacation Bible School is we're doing Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And that verse says that um, that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And um, we are going to do uh, the theme of God uh, created you, God loves you, and God has a plan for you. And I think that's so important for us as Christians that we stand on that truth and we teach that to our children because they're being taught, of course, uh, evolution, that God didn't create them, and all the way through middle school, high school, and even college. And uh, what can happen is is that Christians can be made fun of or, um, you know, uh, to, to believe in creation is something that a lot of pressure can be put on us or uh, criticism. We need to believe the Word of God. And there's good creation science out there. Ken Ham's Answers in Genesis is always a good resource, as Curtis said, um, that you can go to. So I appreciate him saying that. Let's go to Bianca in Denver. Hi, Bianca. Hello. Bianca? Yes. Bianca, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, I said Bianca. It's Blanca, right? (laughs) Yes, it's okay. I'm, I'm so sorry. So, how no, are you? <laughs> doing well, thank you. Good, good. Thank you for calling in to Calvary Live. Thank you for being there for us. You bet. What can we do for you, Blanca? So, there's uh, a man in my life that came back from my past, and we've been talking, and he doesn't live close to me or anything, but he and I are have been talking for maybe a year, and we've been... You know, talking about maybe um, getting married in the future and seeing if God, if that's His will. The thing is that He grew up in an Adventist of the Seventh Day Church, uh-huh. and I grew up as a Jehovah Witness, which I'm not a Jehovah Witness, and I do not want to go back to any kind of religion that is um, right. so conservative and so. Um, you know, of works and all that. And I'm a little bit of, uh, of, I'm a little scared of getting him serious because sometimes when I say something to him that I, that I've been taught at church, he's like, no, no. And he gets a little upset and he's like, show me where, show me. And as soon as I hear him like get upset about it, I'm like, he's not even wanting to really be, be curious of why I understand it this way. So I just stop. I don't even move on. But um, could you tell me a little bit of what they believe? or And, and I would love prayer, too, because I haven't really Absolutely. heard from God um, yeah. in the sense of moving forward with this relationship. Right. And and he- here's the thing, Blanca, that you want to consider in all of this, because the seven-day Adventists, uh, what I understand is there's more two groups. There's one seven-day Adventist that believe that you are to worship on Saturday. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with worshiping on Saturday, okay? Um, that uh-huh. you're to keep this the Sabbath day, um, and that's what they believe. The the, mm-hmm. the history behind the Seven Day Adventists is Helen G. White and others that came um, made some false prophecies about the return of the Lord, but they um, the, the 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 
what has come out of Seven Day Adventists um, in their history is they they taught you got to teach on Saturday. Um, that uh, some have gone as far as say that if you worship on Sunday, you take the mark of the beast. Uh, they get into the dietary laws uh, as mm-hmm. well. Um, and then they they have some different views on eschatology, the return of the Lord. Um, so those are the things that you want to to look into. Um, and uh, one of the the books I always tell people, the Kingdom of the Colts by Walter Martin um, and Ravi Zacharias will explain a lot of the Seven Day Adventists and their uh, their history, um, where they you know uh, you know have you know, where they get off base biblically. But, but Blanca, here's the thing for you, is that you came from Jehovah Witnesses, which is a cult. Um, mm-hmm. And I just got through talking to somebody because they deny the deity of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I think what you need to talk to him about is, is that you guys take a time to really grow in the Word of God, to go to a good Bible-believing church, because Blanca, you want somebody who's going to lead you spiritually, don't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Somebody who's Definitely. who's going to pray, pray with you, who's mm-hmm. going to read the Bible to you. That's what I encourage um, you to really be praying about for that wisdom, because that's so imperative, it's so important, and um, that you have a man that's going to lead you uh, when it comes to the Scripture. But if you have somebody who says no, no, and um, you know, you can't be on that same level, then there's going right. to be a problem. And it's going to, if you can't, you know, do that now to where you're learning the scriptures and, and praying together and going to a church, that's not going to change when you get married. So the you want that to... He doesn't live close to me or anything. So right. Sometimes I've even suggested, like one time I suggested, like, you know, um, after you study, the, because he studies on Friday, I'm like, after you study, why don't you share with me what you learned? And it, 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 he, he seems hesitant. Yeah, and I think that's a very good thing that you did. What is it that you're learning? But I would, if I was you, Blanca, I would really pray about this, be careful, and to to really encourage him to be in a church that is really teaching the Word of God. Because that's going to guide you in your marriage. If you do get married, that's going to guide you in your life. Um, and that's what you want, that for him to be able to lead you in that way. But, um, you know, if he's not willing to share with you and pray with you, um, then, uh, you know, old Pastor Jeff here says that there's there's concern there. and um, And so you need to pray about it, be wise, and ask the Lord for wisdom in leading in that area. Okay. Okay. And I would love Blanca, to pray. Uh-huh. Yes. Do you, yeah, absolutely. I'll pray with you. And, um, and for you to be growing in the word of God, are you going to a good Bible believing church? Yes. And actually that's a whole other story, but, um, okay. because I grew up as a Jehovah witness, I wasn't delivered from witchcraft for years. Okay. I didn't even know I was cursed. And then yeah. I started going to to um, good Bible um, basis uh, church, yeah. and after years, because I was too, uh, they had me blocked ears, eyes, and everything, you know. Um, and but the thing is that I realized that Jesus is God, 
And yes. when I started understanding this, because as a Jehovah Witness, I I was never taught this. So I right. I when things happen to me, weird things, scary things, all these, right. you know, yeah. sickness okay. and, and demonic stuff. I thought I was just going crazy, and I would never. Yeah. Um, reprehended in the name of Jesus. The he, thing is that he, that's why I don't want to go anywhere <laughs> yeah, that they you, do not believe in Jesus Christ yeah. as being the Lord and Savior. Yeah, you want to be in a good Bible-believing church and continue to grow in the Word. But let me pray for you, Blanca, and keep okay. keep me updated, okay? So, Father, okay. I pray for Blanca. I just pray that she's asking a very important question about somebody that she cares for and has feelings for, but, Lord, that you give her wisdom in this. And, Lord, uh, her, her boyfriend, that, uh, Lord, I pray you minister to him in drawing him to yourself, that he would be one that desires to lead, you know, her spiritually and in the Word of God. And, Lord, that, um, that Blanca would have the wisdom to know and discern uh, whether to continue in this relationship. And, Lord, um, you're the one that uh, gives us the peace that rules in her heart. And, sh- and so, Lord, guide her and speak to her heart in every way. And, Lord, guide her in that. And, uh, Lord, I just pray that she continue to grow in the Word. And so, Lord, I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Blanca. Appreciate thank your you call. Thank you so much. Okay. Keep I me updated. Okay, okay. Thank you, Pastor. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, let's go to Kay in Longmont. Kay? Hello. How are Hello. you, Kay? Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Okay, thank you. Um, my question may sound rather ridiculous, um, but when we die, do we have a full knowledge that we're dead? I mean, I know we that we have time and space awareness when we're alive, and mm-hmm. where do we find that in the Bible other than to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? Do we know we're dead? Yeah, I think we we do. Um, I mean, I think that is the key verse in it. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To be present with the Lord, you know you died. Um, but, you know, also I think Luke chapter 16, um, you know, okay. something kind of just rang with me when he tells that parable of the rich man and Lazarus. And, mm-hmm. um, and, so it says, so it was when the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. The rich man also mm-hmm. died and was buried. So um, the one who went to Abraham's bosom, it's it's the only time that I think, if I'm correct here, uh, Kay, that it mentions that um, angels carried uh, him into Abraham's bosom. So that would be obviously an awareness when he died, um, he's being right. carried by okay. angels. Yeah. So okay. that's the other part. But I think that those are the two main verses that I can think of right now um, that, you know, you're aware. Um, and, and, and I don't know, you know, we, you know, when we'll if we get out. raptured, <laughs> we'll find out exactly um, that we're going to say, oh, I'm dead. Um, I think that the body's dead, but you're still alive. You just change addresses. You know what I mean? Yeah. We continue to live, and I think that's more of what it is that we're going to be. Um, uh, it's going to be better in that way uh, or more in line with that because, you know, we, our spirit immediately leaves and goes to be with Jesus and even those who are unbelievers 
um, they continue on as well. So uh, I think there's a w- awareness that we've crossed into eternity, uh, but I don't think we're going to be saying, "Oh, I was dead." Um, you know, well, obvious. It's pretty obvious, isn't it, that you'll be, you know, know that I would you're hope dead, so, so, but you know, I guess I, that is why I feel it's kind of a kind of an odd question, but. I, no, it's you're just thinking. I was raised in an atheist family, so <laughs> oh, for me, yeah. it, um, I I have. I mean, I've come a long way in my life, but at the same time, it, it's like okay, I I have this awareness of time and space, and when we dream, right. when we're asleep, we we dream, um, and I've got a, a family member that believes, oh, it'll just be one continuous dream. It's like no, it's not going to be like that. So, no, and there are others like, that I try want, to explain. You know, besides that one scripture, yeah. it's like, is there more scripture? Yeah, so, there's there's some that try to explain away for non-believers, Kay, that the, um, there's annihilation, that you're just annihilated. And mm-hmm, what I've talked mm-hmm. to those who claim to be atheists, they kind of tend to think that way, that we just cease to exist yeah, in annihilation. Exist. Yep. And even, even you know, some some who call themselves Christian pastors try to explain away that there is no hell in that way. So anyway, so good question. I don't think it's a ridiculous question, but oh, hey, oh just re- <laughs> re- rejoice, Kay, that we're going to go home to be with the Lord. Oh, I Amen? know. It's so cool. Awesome. It All is right. Cool. Well, have a good you, night. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, we're, you bet. We're coming to the end of the show. I appreciate everybody calling in. Uh, good questions. And uh, always appreciate you being a part of Calvary Live. And so looking forward to being with you next time. Hey, keep in the Word of God and uh, keep in fellowship in a good Bible-believing church. And we'll talk to you next time. God bless everybody. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.